This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders. Was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. We got there early. So this was my first introduction in this whole Bruce community. You're meeting people outside that you've never spoke. You know, you've never met before. You probably never meet again. But you're like one big family. It's just it, this was my first experience of this is this is amazing. How can this is just how can this man, this person, draw people together like this? Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lessing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, but mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me today is one of those timey-wimey episodes where it is my Sunday afternoon, and it is Karen's Monday morning. How are you doing, Karen? I'm good, thanks, Jesse. It's a beautiful morning here in Australia, but um, unfortunately our country is burning a little bit, so um, bushfires are getting a, um, a bit out of hand. So while it's a beautiful morning today, we're um, getting a little bit threatened by um, increasing bushfires around us. Oh, or is it uh, is it fairly close to you? Um, nearest one's about 45 minutes away. Ooh, that's way too close. Uh, it's a bit too close, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, very, yeah. We will keep a good thought for you and, and everyone else there. Um, I know there's a lot of wildfires going in California. Yes, And yes. so, yeah, very scary, scary stuff. It is for sure. Mm-hmm. It is for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so as everyone has probably heard, you you just said you're from Australia. So tell us a little about yourself, Karen. Um, I'm probably one of the older fans, older Bruce fans. Um, I originally uh, come from England, so a northwest um, town called Blackpool, um, which could be considered a twin town of Asbury Parks, really. So it's a seaside town with amusement parks and theatres and music halls and all the sort of things that you imagine Asbury Park to be. Mm. Um, so that's where I grew up. <laughs> Very nice. Um, many, yes, yeah. Um, How did you get to Australia? I had done a fair bit of travelling um, with the job that I used to do. I used to be a hairdresser. And so I did a fair bit of traveling, worked on cruise ships, traveled pretty much um, to a couple of different places all over the world. And I got back home um, to Blackpool and I thought, no, I don't want to stay here. (laughs) I want to go somewhere else. So I applied um, for Australia. And six months later, I was on a plane on my way out to Australia without knowing anybody or really not knowing what I was going to do. And, yeah, I've been here ever since. Wow. How many years ago was that? 27 years ago. Wow. That, <laughs> that is very courageous. Yeah, some people might say stupid, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, the first couple of years were incredibly hard, you know, not knowing anybody, having to sort of, um, find my way 
I, and it's interesting, when I first arrived here, we speak the same language, or I thought we did, English. Sure. Um, but so, so different. And people couldn't understand me. I had to sort of slow my speech down so people could understand me. And I'm thinking, we're, see, we're speaking the same language. Hello. But, yeah, they couldn't understand my strong northern accent um, from England. And, yeah, but the first two years were really, really hard, really, really tough. So it was 92 when I came out here. Um, but, yeah, I've been back home a couple of times, and, yeah, I'm I'm glad to be in Australia. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I take it Australia has become home. Um, yes, it has. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. You know, the closest, and this is nothing compared, but uh, Linda and I got married in 84, so uh, we were about – 25 26 and um in uh 80 i guess 86 87 um the economy wasn't doing very well in louisiana where we lived and we decided to move to dallas which was about six seven hours away different state we did have um some good friends who lived in dallas um a couple that uh, we had been friends with for years, and then Linda's uh, sister and her husband had moved up, mm. so we weren't totally without um, family, but then in 89, mm -hmm. when Linda got pregnant and we had Chris Jackson, then it was a little weird that all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're, we're raising a child without that infrastructure of a built-in yeah. grandparents. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, um, now Linda's mom and dad and my mom were very supportive from a distance and and would did their share of visiting, especially Linda's parents. But it is kind of in in a lot of ways, I think it's healthy that you're going because you do end up having to be on your own and being self-sufficient. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I've always been independent. Mm -hmm. I, my my parents raised me to be independent. I've never been anything else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you continue to do hairdressing or did you? No, no, no. What, what did no. you end up doing in your new gig with your new life? <laughs> I'm a social worker. Oh, so very some nice. Would, yeah. So some would say um, hairdressing is very similar to a social worker. Um, very intimate. And people tell you lots of things when they come to get their hair done because they they just do they get to know you as um yeah as a as an individual so i just get to sit down doing the work that i do instead of standing up all day uh, you know karen i was going to make that very same comment that um <laughs> you know kind of a hairdresser bartender you know yep. uh you know a confidant so yeah that's great well yeah. let's go back to the beginning you're growing up there in england you you said yes. your parents were very um, raised you to be very, ind very independent. But let's talk about what yep. kind of music did you listen to in the family as a child? Uh, my parents um, were always into music themselves. We always had the radio on. We had one of those massive radiograms, you know, with, and a stack load of 78 vinyl. Um, so music was always around us. My parents obviously grew up, they were kids during World War Two, And like I said, Blackpool is very much like Asbury Park. And mm -hmm. during the war, we 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 had lots of American soldiers there, so we got a lot. They were exposed to a lot lots of American music and influences within music, and the theatres, and, and they go and see live bands and they'd be dancing. So music was always a part of being a kid. We always had music in the yeah. house. Um, you know, when I think about um, the music that mum and dad used to listen to, um, Nat King Cole and Johnny Mathis and, and Mario Lanza, or you know, and I guess I have to say Glen Campbell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because Rhinestone Cowboy was definitely one of those things that I remember as a kid, um, which is quite relevant now. Um, yes. But yeah. <laughs> So, and I, and you hear people, and even Bruce has said this himself, that he grew up as a kid, he'd go down to the local store and go through the ex-jukebox 
singles and da 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 and all the rest of it. And I, I would do the same. I'd get half a crown spending money, which is two shillings and sixpence. I don't know what that is in the money today, but that's what I got when I was about seven or eight. And I'd be chuffing off to the record store to buy, go root through the um, X jukebox singles. And so I've got a ton of really old 45s. I still have them. So Beatles, Rolling Stones, um, The Kinks, all those old 45s that I would collect. They, they were my first vinyl. Sorry, that was my music that I was collecting at such an early age. That... Um, do you remember how many singles you could buy with your allowance? Just one. Okay, one. Yeah, just okay. one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, no, the reason I ask, I've, I've told the story in other venues. I don't know if I've told it on Set Lessing Bruce, but um, it. I grew up loving comic books. Just a huge uh... comic book fan. And uh, for the longest time, when I first started buying comic books, they were 12 cents each in yes. uh, American dollars. And I would be given a quarter. And so with a quarter, I could buy two comic books. Uh. And then sometime they raised the price to 15 cents for a comic book. And all of a sudden, my cutting, my buying power was cut in half. I could yes. only buy one comic. And... And, you know, and, and the extra dime didn't mean anything to me. You know, I, I guess you could think of it as, well, if you save your dime next week, you know, uh, then, you know, what's <laughs> going, you know, but no, I just wanted to comic books. So I just was curious yeah. about that. I think it's amazing. You still have those singles. Uh huh. That, that, that's got to <laughs> bring back a lot of great memories. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I go through some of them and I've, I mean, I've got one by Emil Ford. And I don't know, at seven or eight, that I would have known who Emil Ford was. But it was just, mm-hmm. I, I just recognized the tune. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, and what song was so it? I can't remember, to be honest. Okay. I can't remember. Now I'd have okay. to go through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all yeah. my vinyl came over from England and um, came over with me. That is, that is <laughs> awesome. Um, so as you started growing up, um, and you're reaching what here in the United States we call, um, high school, you know, your, yeah, secondary school, I guess. Um, did you, what, how did your music taste change? What did you start liking as a teenager? Um, definitely T-Rex, Mark Bolden, I would, would have to say would be a standout there. Mm -hmm. Um, my first passion, uh, Mark Bolden would have been my absolute first passion, um, oh, that's funny. That's great. <laughs> and has just been nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. but isn't doing too well. But yeah, it's nice to see them in there eventually. Um, and Bowie, um, uh, probably all the prog rock, Genesis, Camel, um, Pink Floyd, um, a little bit different to what my girlfriends at school would have been listening to. They were the Donny Osmond, um, David Cassidy. They were all into that sort of... Yeah, the um, teen idols. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing wrong with it. But no, no, no. Me, yeah, but um, a bit too clean for me was nice music and a bit too... Yeah, so I was sort of going the other way. Um you liked a little bit of the, and I don't want to do the cliche, the bad boy, but you wanted yes. that glam rock that you wanted a little yes. bit more yeah. of, um, you know, rawness to it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, just, and, you know, as it went, as the, the music changed, um, I mean, punk rock was just amazing. I would have been in my 20s probably mm-hmm. when punk rock came out. But yeah, I think I'm one of a few people that saw the Sex Pistols at Eric's in Liverpool, which was um, amazing. Yeah. It was just, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've always – I love music. Music is my life. I mean – 
Bruce has been there for the majority of the time, I suppose, but there's always been other things outside of Bruce that mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, um, that gives me the same thrill. Mm-hmm. Um, I love music. I just love music. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. When did you find, um, or how did you find Bruce? Um, through Patty Smith. So, okay. <laughs> um, so I bought Easter, the album Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been 74, 73, 74, somewhere yeah. around there. And, um, of course, because the night, um, is on there and like any good vinyl collector, um, you're reading the, you're reading the credits, you're reading sure. everything about and, um, so because the night, you know, co-written by Patty Smith and Springsteen, I'm like, oh yeah, who's this? You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. never heard of this person before. Um, so I just started and it would have been around the time that Bruce had or he was just coming for the first time for that Hammersmith Odeon gig around that time. So he was in, he started to appear in all the music papers that I read, Melody Maker, Sounds, Record Mirror. So he was starting to appear in all the UK um, papers, music papers. So it was just a journey. So mm-hmm. finding out about this person and I was I was just about to leave school or I was still at school mm-hmm. um, when he did the Hammersmith Odeon gig. And while I love my parents and my parents raised me beautifully, they would not have let me travel to London on my right. own. <laughs> um, so just reading about it and then being interested in how how did Patti Smith co-write this record with this Bruce Springsteen and da-da-da. So just exploring all of that. And then after the Hammersmith gig, of course, all the rave reviews and stuff like that. And I didn't really, it didn't really hit home until I was a little bit older. And I started, Mm -hmm. I was then old enough to start going out to pubs and clubs and seeing live bands. And I met someone that had gone to the the Hammersmith Odeon gig. Mm -hmm. So that's where it all started, all the, it all started to connect for me. And there was rumours, so we're getting into the 1980s now, and there were rumours that Bruce Springsteen was returning to the UK. So it was a, you must do this, you must go to this. This is a must go to. <laughs> so at this time, I was old enough to make my own decision about, okay, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's hilarious. First off, because... Um, I'm a big fan of Penn Jillette's Sunday School, and he was just a month or so talking about uh, Blondie. Uh, uh, Deborah yeah. Harris just put out a new book, and he talked about how um, she was not the type of – he was a more of a Patti Smith fan. You know, mm-hmm. Deborah Harris was just – she was too glamorous. She was too pretty. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, you know, and then later he understood how – rock and roll she was you know yeah yeah um but patty smith and mark bolin have that same kind of feel so i could yes. see why you know you were drawn to that and yeah. it means something to you so that's very cool yeah that's cool that you make that connection yeah um yeah yeah it, it was and so um did um so once you figured out like okay this this guy, Bruce Springsteen, helped her write the song. Um, did you go look for an album? What What did you kind yeah. of – yeah, what did you do? Go Tell me a little about that. I Yeah, I, I got the back catalogue mm-hmm. um, of what I could. And, of course, the 81 tour was the River Tour. Um, mm-hmm. So I bought Greetings and um, – oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it was – I loved Greetings because of the stories. I didn't fully understand them. And to be honest, I don't know that I fully understood the stories until Bruce's book. Yeah. 
and it made going back then and and um, reading the book, reading his autobiography, and then going back, I, it's everything. I just it all made sense. While I loved the stories in Greetings, I didn't fully understand it. Mm-hmm. But I have a better understanding now, having read the autobiog- autobiography, which is amazing to think that it's been so long. And that, Greetings was, is my absolute favorite album. Okay, it's a standout for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's very cool. Um, so, um, unfortunately, because your your mom and dad loved you and worried about you too much, you didn't go to see. <laughs> At Hammersmith, but no. um, when did you first get to see him? 81 mm-hmm. at Manchester Apollo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, you, there was no, obviously, no internet, no nothing, yeah. um, no social media back then. So um, no online tickets. So you queued outside. So I queued outside for two days in the middle of Manchester in the middle of winter mm-hmm. and was lucky enough to get Rosie center tickets um and then of course he got sick and postponed it so that there was this waiting 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 um yeah um, wow i could hear the disappointment in your voice (laughs) after this is let's see um you know 80 to 2019 you know like yeah yeah yeah, uh, 40 years right almost and it's like yeah he was sick. Like, <laughs> He's sick. Yeah. It's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so when he he made it up, right, you got to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So often when you have that much anticipation, um, and I know this is a dumb question, you know, the expectations are too high and then the reality is less than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In this case, I, can't, I, I was blown away. Yeah, absolutely, completely blown away. I think um, I I travelled with the friend that had gone to the Hammersmith gig. Okay. So a group of us went, including this person that went to the Hammersmith gig. So. On the way there, on the driveway, on the drive there, of course, it's it's all getting, you know, it's what it's like when you're on your way to a gig. It's all getting hyped up. You've got the cassette in the yes. in the car, <laughs> and there's a group of you in the car, and you're 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 just getting so excited for this, and and it, as we got there early. So this was my first introduction in this whole Bruce community. Yes. So. You're meeting people outside that you've never spoke. You know, you, you you've never met before. You probably never meet again, but you're like right. one big family. It's just it, this was my first experience of this is um, this is amazing. Yeah. How can this is just how can this man, this person, draw people together like this? Mm-hmm. So we're all outside. Yeah, just, of course, you get the merch. You're looking at the merch. You're buying the merch. Everyone's going, "What did you get? What did you get?" This is this whole thing just happening before the before the gig even started. And I had to hand my camera in because in those days you could weren't allowed to have, take cameras or anything in. So I, I lost my camera, which I'm so devastated about. But anyway, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and it was just from the minute he walked or the band walked on stage the minute Clarence Clemens walked on stage this was like oh my goodness Mm -hmm. this is going to be epic I've even got goosebumps now talking about it Mm -hmm. Uh, this memory of it's yeah it was just amazing absolutely amazing and i've got audio tapes of the gig and 
just to listen to the crowd singing. Sure. I, I don't know that I've ever been to a gig where this this had happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just it was it was like um, something really spiritual. Sure. Which is bizarre. I don't know how to put it into words, really. Um, but the just the way the whole band, but obviously Bruce, he's, relates to the crowd, relates to us, his fans. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it is, um, you know, I, I, I had a similar experience, um, you know, due to circumstances, timing, you know, I did not see him live till 2002, and uh, <laughs> it was the Rising Tour. He was here in Dallas, uh, and yeah. um, some, there was a conflict on the, you know, the reunion tour that I didn't get to go, something to do with my son. I can't remember exactly, and so I went, and, and I had not listened to the Rising a lot. I had just listened to a few songs, and so um, and, and it it felt like, oh, my goodness – I'm I'm walking into a movie halfway. I, I you know mm, I, I love yeah. what I'm hearing, but but I feel like I've missed part of the story. Um, yeah. And so, luckily, you know I've learned. And like the next time I saw him was Devils and Dust, and I knew every song on Devils and Dust. Yes. Like backwards yes. and forwards, like yes. okay, I am ready for this <laughs> test now. Um, <laughs> but it is that it is. It yes. Like a test. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, I'm gonna be ready. Um, but there is that sense of just it is wonderful to see them. Um, uh, Karen, I always tell people that the number of times you've seen him is not a fair barometer of what kind no. of fan you are because we all live in different parts of the world and That's and right. economic circumstances. But exactly. for the record, how many times have you seen him perform? Um, twenty five. Which is very low. Yeah. You know, other people laugh because uh, I've done 17. And, you know, yeah. like I had a I yeah. had a boss that went, you've seen the same person 17 times? <laughs> what, or, what, you know? And I'm like, do you realize how low a number that is? That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. So exactly. It is. Um, it, it's just something special. Um how um how far have you traveled to see him? Um, I went to um, I went to New York. I went to Broadway. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you have tickets beforehand, or did you travel on <laughs> Faith Will Be Rewarded? <laughs> I had tickets for the first night. Yes. But I, but I I actually went two nights. Oh, I got a ticket. Oh, good for you. For, yeah, yeah. I thought for me, I mean. It, I've come all this way. I was only in New York for five days. Mm-hmm. Um, I've come all this way. They were, you know how they do the, um, they sell tickets at the, at, just before the show starts at the ticket box. Right. <clears throat> they had a ticket there and I'm like, no, nah, I'm doing it. I'm you're not coming all this way and um, passing up the chance to see this again. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I, um, this is a story I've told before, but when he was doing the river tour, the second leg of the river tour, when um, he played in Oklahoma city and then uh, two nights later he was playing in Dallas and I was meeting a bunch of people uh, that I knew and other people I didn't know through online at the hard rock cafe that was merely maybe a mile away from the arena, uh, you know, where he was playing. And I was talking to a guy and two young men that had WrestleMania shirts on going, uh, you mentioned Bruce Springsteen. Is <laughs> is he playing? And I go, oh, yeah, he's playing tonight. And they went, we flew here to go to WrestleMania. And WrestleMania was the big WCW event yeah. that was happening. Yeah. That it was on, um, like, I think it was, yeah, it was it was a Sunday night and the concert was Monday. And he's like, and, and our flight is tonight. I already have tickets to see him in Ireland. I'm like, okay, that that's got to be hurt. I was like, I'd be calling the airline, going, okay, how much is it going to cost me <laughs> to change my flight? Because I am right here. Uh, so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. 
so you've already talked about loving greetings. How about is there any other songs or albums that really mean something to you and reasons why? Oh, the river, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that that was that means a lot, given that it was my first tour <clears throat> and <Sure>. darkness. <clears throat> um, I think darkness. I I really felt fell in love with. Um, I guess because of circumstances and things in life, Badlands, and I guess it means a lot to a few people, but Badlands really, really hits home. Um, It it is a song that means a lot to me for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And this is too many, really. Um, So, Karen, um, any... um stories about traveling i know obviously you just told us the broadway show where you had the opportunity to get a another ticket and you yeah. you know you you bit the bullet how about anything else and you mentioned meeting so many people uh 25 shows you've got to have made some connections <laughs> of friends over the years oh yes for sure for sure and it was with the with the new york one and um through all of this um, you'll know Dan French. Sure. Um, yeah, so we've become sort of friends. And unbeknown to us, when we, we got our tickets for Broadway, we actually got the same night. And we oh, didn't realise. Yeah, it was just bizarre the way that it all. And the whole whole group that had travelled um, to Australia for the Australian tour, all on the same night. In New York, it was just bizarre. Oh, that's Anyways, awesome! Yeah, it was just it was it, it's just this is how things happen. I don't know. I he's got I just some there's someone else tweaking all of this. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> up some so up somewhere higher. There's a higher being somewhere. Yes. Tw- tweaking this so that we all get together at the same place at the same time. I I just it's just bizarre the way things happen. <laughs> but um, I mean it's a long flight from Australia to yes. New York. So I'd been travelling for, I don't know, 26 hours. And I was at the airport in New York waiting for the shuttle bus. And Dan sent me a message. We're at the hotel waiting for you. We'll go out for dinner. And I'm thinking, what? I've been travelling for over a day. (laughs) I don't feel like going out for dinner. I'm, st- I'm still at the airport. I don't know what time I'll... Uh... Yeah. Anyway, I got the shuttle bus. I got to the hotel. And there's Dan, all bright and bushy. We're here. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> can, can I just get changed? Yeah, <laughs> I need can to get I out least... of these clothes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because even if you try to sleep on the plane, it's just not restful. Um, no, it's it's not. The, no. 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 Uh, I've gone to Manila twice, and it's the same kind of thing. It is, you know, almost a 24-hour traveling between a couple yeah. of flights. And it's just – and you're on that plane, it seems forever. Yeah. <laughs> you just, just, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, I bet. <laughs> but I could see Dan, like, come on, grab a shower, freshen up, let's go. <laughs> He is truly a wonderful person. I, I yes, yes, he is. And the stories yes. he can tell. Ah, uh, yeah. I is... don't have any stories like that. I don't oh, I don't think like anyone that. else does. <laughs> and and I always joke he has the best voice. Yes, you know, he, he does. Just, just oh, I just he is truly one of my favorite people. Um, yeah. There is yeah. probably a, a, a couple of dozen people that I have met through the podcast that I just cannot. I, I want to meet in person so much yeah, because, yeah. Um, and we are blessed. We are blessed, Karen, that, I mean, here it is. I'm in Dallas, Texas. You're in Australia yeah. and, and yeah. we're getting to talk. That is just, that is, Isn't it? that is a miracle. It is just it amazing. Is. Absolutely. Yeah, uh-huh. it is. Yeah, it is. Um, so I went back to, I went back um, yeah. to Manchester for the second river tour. So yes. that was, um, it was my 35th anniversary from the mm-hmm. original River Tour, so yeah. well, it would have been rude not to go. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> now, do you still have family in England? I do. Um, 
my parents moved out here to live with me oh, and my brother. Nice. So um, my my father passed away just mm. before um, the second river tour. So okay. that was a very difficult. It was oh, sure. a good trip home, but it was yeah. a difficult trip home. Yeah. Um, so he passed away about five weeks before that trip. Mm. Um, um, so I've got my mum here, my brother, but I've got cousins. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking I've got one auntie left back home. And, you know, as people get older yeah. and sure. like, suddenly leave us, unfortunately. It's... Yeah, because I always think of that as in... Um... You know, uh, I'm coming to visit you, and it just so happens there's a Springsteen concert. It just, by <laughs> some miracle, wow, who would have thought that while I'm coming to visit you, there happens to be a Bruce show that time? Well, you know? you, well you'll actually laugh about this, Jesse, because yes. obviously the when I booked um, the trip back to Manchester to mm-hmm. see the second, there was dad... There was no, um, I'm going to visit you, and there's none of that. It yeah. was, I'm, I'm coming back just for this. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I had been back. So I hadn't been back home at all. Wow. So I was liter- literally going back to see Bruce Springsteen. Yes. But, of course, things change when yes. Dad passed away. So, Absolutely. Um, it, yeah, it became a family reunion, but yeah, but um, no, that was that was literally the the only reason I was going back. That is, <laughs> um, so is there, um, with Independence Day being played on that tour, um, and I don't know, like my father's house on Broadway, with the loss of your father, were those especially poignant for you? Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing that got me most at Broadway was when um, Bruce was talking about Clarence. You were not alone in that, Karen. <laughs> because I, I, when Clarence passed away, I hadn't experienced a loss like that. Yeah. But come fast forward to Broadway, and I had I'd lost my mm-hmm. father, yeah. so that was yeah, that was hard. That was mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I you know I can imagine there is a um uh, a, a she's retired now, but Sarah Hickman is a local. Uh, she's from Texas, a singer songwriter. Um, and um, we, I have probably seen her uh, more than um, any other artist. I mean, we mm. uh, she's here locally. I used we used to go see her at this small um, club that was in downtown Dallas. She played every um, with you. I mean, every Monday afternoon. And, yeah. uh, you know, so we just have seen her many times. Yeah. And there is a song that, um, take me with you when you go. And it's yeah. all about a, uh, a husband and a wife. And when one of them dies and the other one's saying, take me with you when you go, I, I don't want to be alone. Yeah. And after I had lost my grandmother, Mm. Uh, my grandfather was still alive and and um, we always make the joke with a little bit of tears in our eyes we promised never to do what he would do he would stand on the front porch at his house and would watch us drive away and so when you saw the rearview mirror you saw him standing there alone oh yes and uh, yes. we yes. now uh, when we um we kiss and hug Chris when he was living, when he was going mm. away to school and we would shut the door. We would, yeah. you know, we're not yeah. going to be grandpa. Yeah. Love you. We're yeah. going to go. Yeah. And, yeah. um, so that made me lost. So, yeah. Um, and when Chris was in college, there was, um, 
Land of Hope and Dreams was something really special that he and I had shared. So when mm. I hear it live, I always tear up a little bit. Mm. So I, I can imagine, because even, even if you've not lost someone close, to hear Bruce talk about the band and then Clarence yeah. and how much yeah. that meant to him. Yes. And then to... But when you put that in context of losing someone you love, I yeah. imagine that is very, very um, hard. Yeah. Uh, in, in a in a beautiful way, but still, it, it's emotional. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It was just because I was one of those people that just didn't read anything about it before I went. Yeah. I just I didn't want to know anything about it. I wanted to go in blind. I wanted to. Right see it and hear it for myself for the first time. So I sort of through social media and I'm not, I'm not, not, no, don't want to read it. Don't want to read it. Don't want to read it. Um, so it was just, just to hear the way that he talked about it. And yeah, yeah, it's just so real. And so, so Mm -hmm. real for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, Um, I lost it during the wish, um, mm-hmm. just to hear him, the pain of, you know, his mother and what she's going yes. through. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, um, and I still get goosebumps just recently at his, um, you know, he just did the stand up for heroes bit. Oh, yes, um, yeah, yes, And, and yeah. he does the dancing in the dark into land of hope yeah. and dreams. Yeah. And and yeah. I tear up hearing that combo each time. Yeah. Just yeah. him on that guitar. Yeah. Um when you hear the stories about how much his mother loved to dance and how yeah. you do that is just a one two punch of emotional yeah. happiness at the same time a gut punch. So yes, I yeah. absolutely can yeah. hear that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so um Karen, um I take it you did go to dinner that first night, right? Stuff like that. I haven't seen a Bruce solo acoustic yeah. gig. I never got to um, Tom Jode or Devils and Dust or mm-hmm. those. And I would just, it just absolutely, it's just, I, I need to see that. I just yes. loved what he did at Broadway. Just yeah. him. I would just love to see a solo tour. It just, I, I, I need to see a solo tour. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, 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 I totally agree. Yeah. It was, it, because, you know, seeing him in Devils and Dust, and I had a, a, a friend that, um, you know, he said if there was, he says, when I picture if Bruce was a guest lecturer at a university hall, that's mm. what I see him doing. Yeah. I see him sitting there in the lecture, all of the students, and with a gar- guitar, and he's talking and telling and then playing yeah. the songs and talking about them. So, absolutely. Yeah. Um, any other stories from the trips you want to share? Um, I don't have any. Okay. I don't know. Well, I, I always think. worry. Um, there, There is a wonderful guy. Um, I will not give his name, but at the end of the podcast, we ended, we closed. It was a really good podcast. And he says, oh, you know, next time I should tell you about the time I went drinking with the E Street Band. <laughs> I went, what? How did you not tell that story? So, so I always have to ask, hey, is there a story that you aren't thinking of? Uh, <laughs> I this thing. I'm like, how did you bury the lead on that? <laughs> just, yeah. uh, trust me, if I went tricky with the A Street Band, that'd be the first thing I told anyone <laughs> at church. I go, how are you doing? Fine, I went drinking with the E Street Band. Want to hear it? Um, so, okay, you've already said you'd love to see him solo, but yeah. are there a wish list of songs that you haven't heard him perform live that um, – if we get a tour in 2020, which we're hoping we do, mm-hmm. and if he heads down uh, south or you decide to travel, mm-hmm. um, is there something you wish you could hear? I actually got my wish in Australia. last, So my wish has always been Secret Garden. Oh, nice. So the whole Australia tour, because 
that's the first time I've ever actually done a tour. Mm-hmm. So I've only ever gone to one or two um, gigs before, but um, the last Australian tour was the first time I've actually actually been on tour with mm-hmm. him. <laughs> so I carried this secret garden sign around with me the whole time, the whole time, every show. I'm there at the front with my secret, and it had um, flowers stuck on it and all sorts. And as you can imagine, um, being on the rail for n- multiple shows, by mm-hmm. the time I got to the second, oh no, the, the third to the last show, the flowers had started to drop off and the sign was looking a little bit yeah, <laughs> <worse> sure. <laughs> and in the Melbourne, at the Mel, one of the Melbourne ones, <clears throat> he actually saw the sign and he, he nodded and winked. I'm like, yeah, he's going to play it, but he didn't. Oh no. Like, oh, no, no. My sign's falling to bits. I don't know how much longer I can keep this sign together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to Brisbane, and the first night of Brisbane was Valentine's Day. And I didn't take the sign because the sign had gotten trashed by this time, multiple multiple concerts, multiple flights, being folded up into a suitcase. Mm-hmm. It was a goner. I just can't, couldn't take it. And he did Secret Garden. Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, that's it. That's it. I'm done now. <laughs> I'm happy now. So that is I, great. That is wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. How many shows um, was that tour? That How many shows did you go to? Um, I think he did 14, mm-hmm. um, Australia and New Zealand. I and went to... I was going to ask, how many, to... Of, how many did you make? <clears throat> um, I went to nine. So I didn't do the Perth ones. Mm-hmm. But I did I did Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, New Zealand. Awesome. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, um, I'm... I'm I'm jealous. I um I would love that, and I always bring this up as an example. Um, I I, I work for a new company now, but my job before last, um, the owner of the company was very successful, and um he was in his 60s, and you know you see him getting to work like at 7:30 mm-hmm. on Saturday mornings, and he's working all the time, and um. And very successful man, and that's why he's successful. I'm saying, I'm telling you right now, if I'm <laughs> worth millions, and I, I'm I'm taking some time off, I'm like you know what, yep. I'm heading down to Australia and just doing the whole tour. I'm gonna take cool. a two three month vacation and just you know yep. catch yep. every show and you know yep. and in between shows I'm seeing this beautiful country. Yeah, um, that's what I would do absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that is awesome. I, I that is a great story. Um, so okay, um, let's talk about the Mary question. So um, for those of you who've not listened to the podcast before, um, we have Jay Armstrong is a English teacher here in the U.S. and he does a whole. The dogs are waking up. They yes, are they are. Happy. Um, <laughs> the I love that. The um, so he teaches a whole. A chapter on Thunder Road, and he after you know it takes two days for them to cover it, and they look at the imagery and they they treat Thunder Road as if it was a poem, and then at the end he asks his students, "Does Mary get in the car?" So Karen, that is your question. Does Mary <laughs> get in the car? No. You don't think so, huh? No. Okay. No, I don't. Why not? I think she, I think Mary is too scared. Yeah. I think she is afraid of, um, afraid of change is, is feeling Secure where she is and not too sure what the future might bring if she got in the car. Yes. I I understand that. 
Mm. Um, that is, I think, I think that's very insightful. Um, because um, one of the things that is, is unspoken in this world, every choice means you're, every time you choose something, you're not choosing something else. Mm-hmm. When you ch- when you select something, you're you're not you're denying something else, and um, and I think that is afraid. I think it is. Um, it can be very scary to walk across the front porch to my front seat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's and it's um, and as Linda will tell you, and besides, she's saying, hey. You're not a beauty, but hey, you're odd. I want to go and see some beauty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Karen, this is absolutely lovely. I, this has been. I hope you've enjoyed talking. This has mm. been just beautiful. Um, any final thoughts? Um. It, I guess we're all sort of waiting for news of next year of yeah. what might happen. Um, I, and it's, it, it would be wonderful, um, to meet up with everybody again. I think that's, that is part of what we do as Springsteen fans. Oh, we yes. are a community and it's while going to a Bruce Springsteen E Street Band concert is the absolute reason why we all travel the way that we do yes um meeting the fans meeting our family is is part of that too you know it truly is i think i scare linda and i'm like you know if he ever comes to dallas we'll just you know we'll just tell people bring your sleeping bag we got pillows we'll throw covers on the floor you know you just you know we'll figure it out Linda's like you don't know any of these people like yeah but they're Bruce fans how bad can they be (laughs) you know that's how we feel we feel absolutely absolutely I feel like you're my sister I feel like yeah the people I talk my brother I I I, you know absolutely um and especially after you start talking like the way you and I have and, mm-hmm. and shared laughter and shared parts of ourselves, mm-hmm. yeah. you feel a connection that, yeah. and, and I've said this to people when people have asked me about the podcast, I go, I don't know, I guess maybe Grateful Dead, uh, but I, you know, I, and I, and I think the Beatles are amazing. I think you two is mm-hmm. amazing. I think all these others, mm-hmm. but there is mm-hmm. something about mm-hmm. Springsteen and his fandom make it unique of st- yeah. sharing stories. Yeah. And the, the emotional bonds we have each other. I, I totally yeah. agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yes, I think, go ahead. Yeah. I, th- I think it's, I think you, what you said there, it's the emotional bond. Yes. Um, I'm going to see you two tomorrow. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm, I'm on, um, I'm following the um, YouTube pages, the fan pages where <clears throat> they're all traveling from all over the world and all coming together. But they, they don't talk the way that we talk. Yes. They, they don't have that emotional connection. Right. That I think that Bruce fans do. It, it is different. Um, I, I totally agree. I, I, there is, we, and, and Linda will listen every once in a while and go, wow, you really tear a lot about yourself on the podcast. And I'm like, well, I don't know any other way to do it, but yeah. it, it is, I think it's, it's the symptom of he shares so much of himself or at least the persona yeah. of himself. You know, he makes the joke about it's his magic trick and he's yeah. doing this. Yeah. Yeah. But when you read the autobiography, made- yeah. He's made it all up, and yeah, but where's it come from? Yeah, and you know, I um, when he was on the VH1 Storytellers, the you know the thing where he talked about was I feeling, was I thinking of all this when I wrote it? Maybe, but I was feeling all of it. Exactly. Um, has Western Stars made it down there? No, not yet. I don't want to know about it. La 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 la. No, fourth okay, of December. I won't, I won't tell you anything about it. <laughs> Except it is amazing. It is, yeah. I, you know, um, we might have to have you back on when after you see it, and we can talk about after it. After I see it, yeah. yeah. And, and when, because uh, yes, I 
just so you know, um, I would not – I had heard about Rhinestone Cowboy, um, mm-hmm. and I would not try to find a cut of it before no. I saw the film. I was I like, haven't. no, I, I can't no. – I want to be surprised by this. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So I totally get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Karen, are you on any social media at all if someone wants to reach out to you? Um, Facebook, Instagram. I have a um, Bruce Stalking page. <laughs> I, I, um, I sort of put up – I sort of started it when I did the um, – the Oz tour because like I said I'd never done a tour before so sure. I thought it would be good just for me yeah um to keep my memories yeah um, but um yeah so I've got that little page what's where the I, I, if I want to find on Instagram they want to find it yeah. where, what's the name so I'm up there as Sammy K Barton okay so um so everything is Sammy K Barton okay so um I'm Sammy K Barton on Facebook Instagram and my sort of little tour blog page is Sammy K Barton. I think I changed the name of it now. Mm-hmm. Did I change the name to Stalking Bruce or something? <laughs> All right, I'll, <laughs> I'll find it and include yeah, that yeah. on the things. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so hang tight while I do a little business. Um, if you want to be in the podcast and um, share a little bit of yourself and, and share some laughter and joy, uh, you can reach out to me. Um, I am on uh, Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show is at Set Lessing Bruce. We have a web page, www.setlessingbruce.com. And we're on Facebook, Set Lessing Bruce. Um, and you can email me, setlessingbruce at gmail.com, and we can work out a schedule, and you could join us because I want to hear your story. I want to hear your thoughts. Um, and if you have any thoughts for Karen or about any other episodes, email me and let me know. We'd, uh, we'd love to hear you. Um, Karen, this is wonderful. I, I just appreciate it so much. Um, it has been a joy talking to you. I appreciate so much. Uh, I'll give you one last chance. Any final thoughts? See you all in 2020. Oh, I love that. I love that. All right, we're going to close with <laughs> Come on now, try and understand the way I feel under your command. Take my hand as the sun descends. They can't touch you now. Can't touch you now. Can't touch you now. Because the night belongs to lovers. Because the night belongs to lust. Because the night belongs to lovers, because the night belongs to us. Thank you, Thank Karen. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much, Jesse. And we'll talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one. The only said listening Bruce. Said listening Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house. The happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. 
Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.